0: So I'm going to teach us something very simple, but yet powerful that will change our lives. What I title this is Coming Out of Tight Places and Dry Seasons. Coming out of tight spaces and dry seasons. There will be seasons in everybody's life that you will know, you would know of a certain in your spirit, in your soul, that I am more than this. There will be seasons where you will wear some clothes and they will be your best clothes. They could be your Christmas clothes, they could be your Sunday clothes. But after you grow, those clothes will begin to feel tight on you. Your house can feel tight. Your car can feel tight. Even the anointing on your life can feel tight. Sometimes it's even the relationships that you have. You just know that you need to transcend to a higher level of relationship with a higher plethora of friends. Then everybody around you, before it was okay to just go and watch television with them and watch sports. But after some time, you get tired. And you feel like there's more to my life than where I am. Just like the four lepers. Why sit we here until we die? And these dry seasons or tight places, they will consistently be happening in your life over seasons and seasons. Why? Because if you don't have a tight place, you will not be forced to press for a higher dimension. It is the pressures of life that pulls out the best in you. That's why the Bible says, your light affliction, which is but for a moment, is walking the only way you can get juice out of orange is to squeeze it and sometimes the only way god can get the juice of your grace out of you the giftings the abilities he has put on the inside of you the greatness he has put on the inside of you god will force you to enter into a tight space until you are tired of that predicament then you begin to press for more what's experience in your life is to be bigger than the space that you are in, spiritually. and you feel, I am more than this. There are sometimes in the life of a pastor, you look at your congregation and you tell them, "We are more than this. We have so much grace, so much gift. Nobody sings like us. Nobody has the kind of revelation that we have. but why are we in a tight place? The congregation sometimes cannot feel the passion in your soul. They cannot feel the drive in your soul. And sometimes while you are praying, they are sleeping. And you say, why can't you just press with me for one more hour? Because there's something I'm aiming for. There's something I want us to do. We, we have a mandate. We are not local. It is international. And because of that mandate, there's a demand on us. From the realm of the spirit. But we are in a tight place. And all of you are dancing in a tight place. And when too many people are in a tight place, they jam each other. The Bible says we went through fire and through water. Us into a broad place, and the only way to purify gold is to take it through a tight place, so that after it comes out, it comes out pure. Somebody listening to me, you are living a tight place after the Sunday service. I feel it strongly. You're coming out of that dry season. The seasons where you have to calculate so much before you spend. You have visions, you have dreams, but you're constantly writing budgets. You calculate and calculate. When is it that you'll be so confident to plan without thinking of resources? That's God's desire for us. That we don't always have to think of resources. Oh, yeah. Christ you have the final word the final word in my life in Christ your word is settled is settled forever you are infinite you're the ultimate I trust you, I trust you, you are infinite, you're the ultimate, I trust you, I trust you, your wife brings it before you tell her it's done, the church account brings it before you tell them it's done, not that we cannot do it right now, that's a tight space, it's a tight space, it's a dry season is frustrated when when joseph was talking to the king he said see i'm telling you there are two seasons in life there's a season where you have not enough Everything will be dried. The cows will be lean. The, the, the stock of corn will be dried. But he said there's going to be a season of plenty and you must be willing to prepare because after the season of scarcity there's going to be a season of plenty. After the season of plenty there's going to be a season of scarcity. And it is how you prepare for one season that will determine how you will enter the next season. It is never God's intention for us to be in a tight space. The reason why in a tight space is because sometimes we get too Comfortable in a present place, and the Bible says, The path of a just man is not a constant spot, it's a shining light that shines brighter and brighter. There is never a time you come to the end of your glory. Bye-bye. The Bible says, Abraham was 75, and God said, Look at you, you're living in your father's house as old as you are. Live there, you're in a tight place. Walk with me. Abraham said, where? God said, follow me. It is in following I make you. It is in following I won't make you. I won't give you all the details. If I give you all the details, you will never walk by faith. If I show you all the pictures, you will never walk by faith. You walk by your senses. So I'll call you out of the tight space. Tonight as an apostolic voice, God is telling me to call somebody out of a tight place. You are better than where you are. You are bigger than where you are everything around you does not satisfy you again. Have you ever worn a tight shoe to go for a ceremony? After some time, when everybody is dancing, you're standing at the spot. Nobody knows how the shoe hurts. Everybody can admire the shoe, but only you know that the shoe is tight. It's in a tight space, and it gets so tight that they will get to a point you will remove all shame and all decorum, and you hold that shoe in your hand because the pain is unbearable. Somebody listening to me under the sound of my voice, you are locked up in a tight space everybody admires you but you know you are in a tight place everybody's looking at you and celebrating you but only you know where the shoe hurts only you know the kind of dreams that you dream in the middle of the night the kind of pictures that God has given to you he said I will stand upon my watch to see what he will say and I've come as a prophetic voice to tell you that your dry seasons have come to an end God is about to push you out push you out push you out push you out push you you I'll push you out. Uh, there's a challenge coming in the realm of the spirit uh, and my voice is just an echo of the voice of the Holy Ghost uh, and God is calling you to come out uh, to come out, to come out. The Bible says by a prophet he called them out out of management out of mediocrity out of stagnation going through mountains first year second year you're still going through mountains for 40 years even though your clothes have not dried up and your sandals did not wither that is not God's intention he said tell them now to go northwards I come as a voice the days of living in Egypt has come to an end it started in the month of april because god has called this month the month of sacrifice the month of circumcision the month where we will press for a higher dimension of the things of the spirit of god it is not a coincidence i came in the month of sacrifice because in that same month the blood has to speak on the altar and that blood will Cause a revolution all over this entire congregation. Yeah, Dominion Chapel, get ready for an outburst, an expansion. This is the day that the Lord has made. You rejoice and be glad in it. If you believe it, shout it out, Amen. And your son, Yand. Mindavalia, so rebe, I take it here. So many, and you only let me tell it, lose it. And they will lose every telling in, and I have a secret. God is about to dry up your tears, dry up your tears. In the money, I told me I Ingalia take a nomo no I'm going to lift you up from the Mary clay and set your feet up upon the solid rock to stay. I'm causing an expansion on the left, an expansion on the right. He said, sing, oh, ye barren, sing, oh, ye barren, thou that has not birthed a son. Can a nation be born at once, be born at once, be born at once. But as soon as Zion, as soon as Zion travel, Ibanano no as a trumpet I non salabia talanaya, Your expansion is here Your expansion is here your expansion is here. Your expansion is here. Your expansion is here. Your expansion is here. Listen carefully. Listen carefully by your by the heart of your spirit. For this is not an ordinary moment. What I'm feeling now as an unction is not, a, it's not an unction I am practicing. I know. It's not an unction that I walk in. He, he has heard me preach. There's something on me right now that is not usually on me. I'm telling you by the spirit of God. His mighty, is heavy. Somebody I say to you, you're coming out of your tight places. What I am feeling on me this morning, it's not a feeling I usually have. This is a different sensation from the Holy Ghost. I'm using the word feeling because I have to communicate to the minds of men. But the truth is, there's an anointing upon me this morning. Somebody, you feel like you're even inside a well, inside a well, just like Gideon. You are threshing wheat in a wine press. <laughs> and he did not know he was a mighty man until God spoke to him he said thou mighty man of valor he looked around he was hiding he was hiding in a wine press. he was threshing wheat in a well when you are in a well there is no visibility nobody sees you nobody recognizes you You are gifted. No recognition. Anointed. No recognition. You have served and there's no honor. The Bible says. No one lights a lamp. And puts it under. He said we will light it and put it on top of the hill the Bible says a city that is set on a hill should not be hidden this Sunday in the month of April your hiding seasons are over oh I wish your amen had some potency please be seated verse 5. There's only one covenant that pulls a man out of a tight place. There's only one covenant that can pull a man out of a tight place. Philip, sometimes nobody feels it but you. Nobody knows it but you. Do you know that even sometimes when you are married, somebody say amen? Amen. (laughs) Amen. Even your spouse may not feel it. To them, everything is okay except you. To them, everything is normal except you. Because the squeezing is not actually always physical. The squeezing is in the spirit realm. You feel that notch, notch, notch. And sometimes you just enter into the place of prayer. And the words are too heavy. Sometimes you just start to cry. And the person around you will be wondering, are you sad? No, it's not that you are sad. There's more to me than meets the eye. Everyone is called. But the Bible says there are few that have been chosen. That means God can sound an alarm. Nations will be called. They will all be running towards him. But when they get there, God does the selection. Based on some certain spiritual principles. That these ones have been able to comprehend. He said, gather my saints with me. Who have entered into a covenant by sacrifice. No covenant is established by words. No covenant is established by words alone. The day you stood at the altar with your wife, it was a covenant of sacrifice saying, You own me, all of me. Everything I own is yours. It's that sacrifice that makes it a covenant. You cannot be married at the altar and live anyhow. It's no more a sacrifice. You are breaking that covenant by your words. When you enter into a covenant, you enter into a covenant by sacrifice. The word sacrifice is the word to cut. It is the same word for covenant. It means to cut, to cut, to cut, to cut. It means there has to be a bleeding every time sacrifice is enacted. Somebody's eyes will open this Sunday. I've been in seasons in my life. And I feel that pressure of the Holy Ghost on me. I feel the pressure to strive for the next level. To move to the next dimension. To climb up to the next level of of the mountain. I feel that pressure sometimes in my life. I felt that pressure one time when I was just managing through life. Every food me and my wife will eat is after a prayer point. It was one day she looked at me and tapped me and said I was a pastor then she said man of God I am hungry. My associate one day looked at me and said sir I will love eat indomie again. <laughs> he was living with me, morning indomie. I will just name the indomie whatever I feel like naming it. I said today we are eating fried indomie. <laughs> Next morning I'll say it's two minutes indomie. Next day I'll say indomie with fried egg. Indomie and boiled. I just, I just make sure the Indomie was different. So one day, because then to buy the carton of Indomie was cheap. So I'll buy the carton. I can add the carrot or the cucumber. You can go to the market and just purchase those ones with little naira. And I'll buy a crate of egg. So whatever the case may be, we'll eat. So when I have small change, I'll go and buy. Small change, I'll go and buy this day my associate it was not rebellion <laughs> it was hunger he looked at me and said pastor I will not eat you know me again <laughs> and I said sir I'm sorry what will you now eat he said I don't know i just walk I'll just walk I'll go and find what to eat <laughs> my wife tapped me and said Man of God. She didn't say honey. She didn't say baby. She didn't say sweetheart. She said, man of God, I am hungry. Yahweh, Yahweh, I bow to you. I bow to you. Yahweh, I bow to you. Yahweh, Yahweh, I reverence you. I reverence you.
1: Yahweh, I reverence
0: you. Yahweh, Yahweh, I sing to you. I sing to you. Yahweh, I sing to you. When she said man of God, something stayed up on my inside. I stopped seeing myself as a young pastor. Man of God. Man of God. So I said, come. Hold hands with me. I said, whatever two or three shall agree as touching it shall be established. God will move you out of a tight place. I know the feeling. God will move you out of a tight place. One day Bishop Tudor Bismarck said he used to ride bicycle and go and do missionary journeys and preach until one day the rain was falling, his bicycle fell into a mud and his own cousin was passing by in a Mercedes Benz and the guy dropped the window down and now said, sorry, man of God and took the window back up and left him with his bicycle in the pond of mud and drove away to the Bismarck said something on the inside of him kicked in he had never believed in the prosperity anointing but that day something hit him on the inside and he said I will never remain like this again Bishop Oedipo said he locked himself for three days If you are in a tight place, it will force you to come out of that tight place. There will be something in your spirit that will be pushing for you to make an extra load of sacrifice that will push you out of that realm. Somebody under the sound of my voice. When people tell you about sacrifice, they are telling you about your greatness. When they tell you to cut, they are telling you to move to the next level. If you are not willing to pay the price, you will not be able to stand in the kitchen until you can stand the heat. Then you'll be able to cook in the kitchen when we tell you about sacrifice. We're telling you about movement, movement, movement. Even your child, when he's born, sometimes you will allow him to stand and to fall and to stand and to fall. You are not afraid of him hurting himself because you know that sacrifice will bring about strength in his legs. Somebody, under the sound of my voice, is your season to come out of dry places quickly. I will share with you four major mysteries of sacrifice. Sacrifice is a mystery. Sacrifice is a mystery. Sacrifice is a mystery. Four major mysteries of sacrifice. If you're ready, say amen. If you're ready, say amen. Number one. The mystery of tongues. The mystery of tongues. Life is a mystery, and only mysteries can respond to mystery. <laughs> Life is a mystery, and only mysteries can respond to mysteries. The Bible says the natural man cannot receive the things of the spirit. You have to be able to deploy mysterious things in the realm of the spirit. You have to be a mystery yourself for you to enjoy the mysteries of life. Think about what I just said. You have to be a mystery yourself. If men can always define you, then you are not a mystery yet. If men can calculate you, you are not a mystery. You yourself, you have to be a mystery for you to be able to enjoy the mysteries of life and one of the greatest mysteries of this kingdom is called tongues somebody say tongues the reason why tongues is a sacrifice is that it is not your normal language it is not your predominant operation of thinking the reason why tongues is a sacrifice is because it is not the normal lingua franca with which you communicate. It does not make sense to your mind. Paul says, "Even though my mind is unfruitful yet, my spirit prayeth." So when you see a man that is speaking in tongues, that man has already made the sacrifice to enter into a realm that is not an ordinary realm. And I'm not talking about just speaking in tongues gently, I tie my tie, you No, I'm not talking about that. There's a pressing in the tongues that causes a man to burst forth listen to me there's always a pressing in tongues that causes a man to burst forth when you see a man operating on stage his life was not made on stage his life was made in the secret place the bible says it is what your father seeth you do in the secret then he's going to reward you openly i've seen a lot of young pastors that want to make it on stage you don't make it on stage you make it in the closets in that closet nobody is seeing you nobody is comprehending what you are doing this is not just a message for ministers it's a message for businessmen you think you can break loose in the realms of business that is why your shop will be stagnant because there are certain things in the realm of the spirit you must do for that shop to have a liberty you think customers come by chance no Human beings don't just agree to go and buy, something compels them. It's called an anacazo. And when you enter into the realm of the spirit, when you are pressing, look at it in, in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. Woo. Yay. So, when we speak in tongues, we understand what we are doing. It's a sacrifice, we are cutting our bodies. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue, the Bible says he edified himself. The Amplified Version says, he's building up himself like an edifice. He's rising higher and higher. He said, likewise, the spirit also helpeth in our weaknesses, in our dry seasons, in our pressings, in our tight moments, for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. There is never a time in your intelligence, you know what is wrong. Somebody didn't get that statement I just said. There is never a time in your intelligence you know what is wrong. When you say "Ah, it's my auntie in the village, it's my you still don't know what is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) So you enter into tongues, sir. The Bible says there are certain groanings you can't utter them. The typology of prayer in the Bible, even the New Testament had to refer to him, is called Elijah. Why? Because Elijah was in a dry season. The Bible said it was a drought. He went to the king and there was a prophecy. I hear a sound of abundance of rain. Yet, no rain. There was a word, but there was no rain. There was a revelation, yet there was no rain. Elijah had to bow his knees and put his head in between his knees. And he told his servant, go and check. The the servant said nothing. He went back to the place of prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, there's a dimension in tongues. You don't stand up until you see results. You're not eager to leave the place of prayer. It's called the sacrifice of tongues. You're not in a hurry to leave that place because you are pressing for something. And when it drops, you will know. It will land like glory on your shoulder. When you pray, you pray. And listen sometimes you're going to walk this prayer doesn't stop the bible says praying without ceasing you're dressing up for your office then you carry your bad makers you enter the car as you are in your car going to walk now it's louder i am living this season i am entering into a new grace you come, you come down from the car. Your boss greets you. say, "Good morning, sir. Good morning." you I sort of get I wondering what is wrong with this one. There's nothing wrong with me. I am right in the spirit. Kadaboshe. Your colleague comes. Hey, my guy, how now? He say, "Vazite, velete, evala, He prado lo Ah, what's wrong with you. And one week you are still praying in tongues two weeks you are still praying in tongues three weeks you're praying in tongues and by the fourth week a letter drops on your table Lendos, what you have been looking for for seven years will just land on your laps not because you were sleeping but you were praying in tongues the Bible says while men slept that is when an enemy comes when something is wrong I used to tell my wife if something is wrong why sleep it will not pay you you don't have favor you are sleeping no breakthrough you're sleeping why why you are i cannot be trekking and and, and be trekking just be trekking for trekking sake you're leaving church you're still blasting in tongues service has finished yours has not until the breakthrough comes sacrifice of tongues the mystery of the this is the revelation of the great fathers you see can it can it can said he will stand at the altar and pray in the spirit concerning one scripture ephesians chapter one he said he will be at that altar he said he did it for six months think about it that the eyes of my understanding will be flooded with light i want to be able to know i want to comprehend the inheritance of the saints. I want to know the greatness of your power which you wrought when you raise Christ from the dead. You think that people are walking in power, they got it easily. No. There was a sacrifice of thorns. Christ paid it easily. The sacrifice makes you to walk in it. I tell people, salvation is free, but it's not cheap. We don't have a cheap salvation. We just have a free salvation. Are you ready for mystery number two? Mystery number two. The sacrifice to contend for greater lights. The sacrifice to contend for greater lights. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 20. By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop dew. Look at that scripture. Ooh, profound. Profound. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 20. He said, By his knowledge, the depths are broken up and the clouds drop down the dew. It means there is a certain level of revelation that affects your destiny. Is somebody listening to me tonight? Men advance by light. That's why the Bible says the path of a just man is like a shining light. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. The Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 5, he said, let your light so shine. So when we operate, we operate by light. The Bible says the light shineth in darkness and the darkness cannot comprehend. The Bible says in the book of John, he says, we know we have God, but the whole world lieth under the sway of the wicked one. That means this entire world is governed by darkness. But it is those that have light that will advance. Sir, Pastor, have you ever been driving in the night and your car light is dawn? This is how a lot of believers drive at night we are actually driving at light and but they are certain cars like a bmw the new model the light there is light and there's also light in the camera the camera can picture a bump meters away and dash it to you on the screen so that you can see even if all the lights are dark it has there are lights that can see at night have you seen those cameras they call them they call them uh, what they call them uh, night vision yes There is a dimension of your light you will operate in, in Christ. You will have night vision. (laughs) And you contend. Every scripture has levels and depths. The Bible calls it the manifold wisdom of God. Meaning it has many folds. You might have known one dimension of it, but another dimension of it can still open up. That is why you can't get tired of coming to church. The Bible says never despise the gathering of believers because this is where light is transferred. The Bible says the spirit of just men are made what? They are made perfect in this place. It's called the father of lights. God is called the father of lights. So there's a part of your life you know you need light. The Bible says there's a way that seemeth right unto a man by the end of his destruction. The Bible says that the labor of the fool wear every one of them because they do not know the way to the city. The Bible speaking of Moses said he revealed his ways to Moses but his acts to the children of God. I don't just want to know the way, the acts of God, the manifestation of God. I want to be able to know the ways. How do I know I know the ways? I can repeat it easily. It is not a coincidence. When it's a coincidence, then you did not know the way it just happened by chance. Maybe you stumbled into the prophecy, or you stumbled into prophets and you prophesied. But so prophesy again. Let us hear. I want to see your face. I want to know your ways. I want to touch your grace. So I may live your days. I want to see light is a sacrifice. You must contend for it. It means sometimes you will buy daddy's books. You will gather pastor's messages for the whole month concerning an area in your life where you are lacking the touch of God. And you will continue to listen to the message and write notes and write notes. It's a sacrifice. If you are just looking for Chingon ministry, mwah, 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 nothing is going to happen. There's no mwah, mwah in this spirit realm. You have to contend for some certain things in the realm of the spirit. You think that when men are operating in the revelation of light, that they got it by chance no the bible says true desire a man having separated himself intermingle it with all dimensions of wisdom you separate to intermingle nobody makes intimacy with his wife on the streets they enter into the bedroom what bedroom have you entered to encounter lights chingom chingom it just gives you the satisfaction in your mouth but never satisfies your belly chingom you're just chewing gum. Sunday, Sunday, you hear a message, then you go back home. Sunday again, you hear a message, you go back home. Sunday, you hear a message, you go back home. That's gum. You're not paying the price to go deeper into the things of the Spirit of God. I'm going deeper. (laughs) Deeper when I worship. Deeper when I lift my voice to sing. I'm going deeper. Paul said, study to show yourself approved unto God. Yes, this is a sacrifice. Study is not a word that is used for lazy people. Study. It means you have your concordance, you have your jotter. you have messages. Daddy Kenecoplan went to the hospital and they told him he has cancer. He went back again, they told him he has cancer. So he told his wife, he said, I'm coming. He said, Make sure nobody disturbs me. I only want to eat in the morning. Just bring me breakfast very light in the morning. And he went into the basement. Picked all the healing messages he has ever encountered. From Kenny Hagen, from Copeland. He packed all the healing messages. And sat down in his basement. And was studying. And was studying. And was studying. And was studying. One particular day, a scripture hit his spirit. And he stood up and he screamed. When light shines, darkness has to go. And that day when he encountered the light, he stood up and went back to the doctor and said, check again. The doctor said, what happened? I can't find it." He said, wait, relax. Take your time. Check again. He said, checked. He went back. Then he now went to share the testimony with his wife. He didn't discuss it. He went to enlighten it. <laughs> Why some people are looking for pity party? Sometimes when you're about to make sacrifice, you don't discuss. The Bible says Abraham woke up early in the morning. Did he tell Sarah? No. She will not allow him to sacrifice Isaac. My son. <laughs> okay? Something is wrong with you. <laughs> she would have asked him, where is it in the scriptures that you see that God has asked for a living human being? She says, show me in the Bible. I heard God. She would say, Show me, show me. Where is it in the lineage of time that God has ever asked for the sacrifice of a human being? There was no reference. There are some certain things that God will cause you to sacrifice. There will be no reference. It is your own sacrifice because your own destiny is attached to it. He'll wake you up and say, Fast for 14 days and a half. <gasps> what is this half, O oh Lord? Just do it. He said, What? The mother said, Whatever he tells you to do do it sacrifice is doing the bible says those that know their god they shall be strong and they do I'm beginning to hear some very very funny funny messages of grace that has nothing to do with doing lies from the pit of hell that makes believers comfortable on their seats and yet nothing is happening in the realm of the spirit I said if you know this grace very well why the heal not getting why the sick not getting healed why you're preaching grace let them be healed you preach from morning to night, the power of God does not move in the entire atmosphere. No glory, nothing, just arguments. That's not the message of grace. He said, Meditate on these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy profiting may appear unto all the sacrifice to contend for a higher dimension of light. Number three, number three, number three. I'm running out of time, so I have to rush. Number three. I have you everything else can wait I have you and I know I'm not too late Lord I have you Lord I have you Lord I have you Lord I have you you. mystery number three the mystery of a sacrificial seed 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 10. He who supplied seed to the sower and bread for food will supply and multiply your seed for sowing and increase the harvest of your righteousness. There is no harvest without seed. It's not possible. You can't enjoy harvest without the sacrifice of a seed. That's why Isaiah is sowing mad like a madman when i understood this principle i was very young i wasn't i cannot remember the how many times i went home without shoe countless times because i didn't have offering so i wear one shoe no offering i'll remove the shoe i'll leave it at the altar I'll remove the shoe i'll leave it at the altar today when god is advancing my transportation <laughs> I know that there is a sacrifice that has been paid. So I'm used to giving shoes. I'm used to giving transportation. Last year, I sold three cars. Two of the cars I gave to my associate pastors. I have never bought my own car for myself. Think about it. I'm always receiving a harvest of cars. I can just be lying down someone says, we're thinking of you. The last person that gave me a car was Pastor Jerry Eze. He said, he said, God, they bought a car for him in church. A brand new Prado. They bought it for him. But while he was ministering, God said, that car that they bought for you is for Pastor Petro Sadiq in Mina. I was minding my business. God was speaking to his servants. And when he gave me that car, I didn't say, now I have three cars. No, I sold one. Is somebody understanding? Because I understand the principle. The principle is giving. If you are in scarcity, you are not giving. It's a proof. Scarcity is a proof of lack of sowing. Most pastors that you see, some of them are big, big pastors. They tell people to give. They don't use to give. So after some time in their ministry, they'll begin to experience a downfall in their ministry. And whenever a pastor comes meet me, one, one young pastor in, in Mina came to meet me and said, I said, Pastor, I've been following you. I've been listening to your messages. He said, I'm struggling. He said, right now, our generator has packed up. This. He was just complaining, complaining. I said, Oga, oh you are not giving. I said, this principle does not fail. There are certain things in the realm of the spirit. They are predictable. You don't need to guess. How do I know you don't understand the principle of sewing? Is that you are inconsistent? Inconsistency is a sign that the light has not entered yet. When the light enters, you will never joke with your tithe. You'll never. I pay my tithe today. I don't pay tomorrow. Then when the tithe is big, you reduce it or you divide it into six churches. What is wrong with you? You don't understand this principle. If you do understand it, you won't toy with it. You can't give your tithe second. You give it first. It is called the first part. First. 10%. 10%. So before I even start to- touching my money, I've touched the tight out. I've removed it. I understand the principle of that. It's a light in my spirit. The mystery of sacrifice. Even God could not bless Abraham until he tested him in his giving. He had to test him. Give me your son, your only son, whom thou lovest. The Bible says, the moment he did that, God said, I swear. Do you know what it means for God to swear? God did. god did not say i will bless you listen to the rendition the arrangement of words he said in blessing i will bless you bah! he said as i'm releasing one blessing like this i'll just throw another one before you even receive that one i will land you with another blessing hey <laughs> You enter some people's offices. They have given them gifts. They have not unpacked it. Another one is coming. Ah! Ah! I want to be a perpetual harvest venue. I have never opened my wallet and given God the smallest denomination. It doesn't happen. No, why would I do that? You can buy a shoe for a certain amount of money, but it becomes difficult to give it as an offering in church. Then there's something wrong with you. If the money you are taking to the altar is it the kind of money that will help you buy something in the market? A father has never visited my land. He was here. I told him, I said, let's go and look for one father in town. I heard he's around. I packaged seed. A father has never visited me now, and I don't go with the seed. It's not possible. It's not possible. I understand this principle. Listen, there's something I'll just give you my code now. I, I said it to them in, in the office, but I'll give you a code. He's pastoring here in Ghana. This is my first time in Ghana, and Daddy is a bishop in Ghana with coverings he has covered the entire nations of the world as he's seated here and they told me that the person that gave birth to their mother is still alive (sighs) the womb that gave birth to these possibilities yes she's still alive i said "Ah." and they said she's in my city Oh. Oh, she doesn't have to speak grammar she just needs to say bless you my son that's all i need but I'm going there with a dangerous blood. The Bible says the earth only responds to blood. There are certain things that the earth responds to. The Bible says there are three witnesses on the earth, and one of them is called blood. You don't have any blood on your altar. How do you not make a demand? A prophet prophesied that Israelites will win. Prophesied, Israelites will win. And a king understands the power of of the blood. The Bible says he lifted up his son and he sacrificed him on the wall and there was a great indignation that turned against Israel because at the end of the day, they had prophecy, no sacrifices. I will never be ignorant. Say that to yourself. Father, I deliver myself from the spirit of foolishness. saints who have entered into a covenant with me by sacrifice he said he who sows sparingly will reap sparingly and he who sows sacrificially will reap sacrificially he that goeth forth weeping bearing precious seed the bible says shall doubtlessly come back with his sheaves rejoicing One of the greatest messages that is destroying the kingdom of God right now is that there are pastors that are teaching rubbish and saying men should not pay tithe. We don't need to pay our tithe. We don't need to give offering. We're already blessed in Christ. But they are still broke. I'm blessed. Then you walk home. (laughs) Imagine a farmer going to his farmland and saying, Christ has paid the price. I'll come back in six months and reap corn. Think about it. He did not sow any corn. When he gets back home, he says, I, 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 I'll rip corn. Don't worry. Six months I'll rip corn. Rip corn. I rip corn. Father, I rip corn. I rip corn. I rip corn. I rip corn. They shatter. Ta, 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 ta. I rip corn. I rip corn. When he gets back there, he will only rip sand. But do you know, if he had dropped three seeds of corn, when he comes back, he will not meet three seeds again. It will harvest. If you sow sparingly, you rip sparingly if you sow sacrificially you reap sacrificially listen when daddy says this is the month of sacrifice it's not just for teaching jesus that he taught and did it is also a month of doing the word he said do not be hearers only deceiving what yourself but be what do us if daddy has said this is a month of sacrifice the first thing you need to do is to have a list of things you will sacrifice write it now daddy has said this is the month of sacrifice then we're just hearing about sacrifice there's no need it's even to doing what are you going to sacrifice at the end of this month that will hurt you that will be a covenant that will cut you Amount of time, but I will read one more mystery. Is that okay? Yes, sir. About of time, please. Can you give me five more minutes, sir? Just five more minutes. Thank you. Ten minutes. Okay, fine. Thank you. There are seeds you sow in tears. <laughs> you know, Corinthians say God loves a cheerful giver. You are giving cheerfully, but in tears. I remember the first time I made my first million. I went to meet Pastor Paul. I wanted to go and sow into his life. So I was waiting for him to just come out of church because there was a crowd of people. The money was big in my eye. I knelt down, Pastor. I was like, Daddy! 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 He just did like this. He yeah, gave protocol and said, God bless you. What is this? My sacrifice! <laughs> Believe me, you don't even know how I felt that day. You, you don't know, you don't understand when a, when a young man empties his bank account and holds his seat like this and prays all through the night till the next morning. Then everything about the blessing was two seconds. Gave protocol. Ah. And now say, God bless you. but do you know what I saw the ripple effect the first harvest that came out of that seed was $25,000 the first harvest I have never seen $1,000 in my life until that day I'm not talking about three weeks later I'm saying just two weeks later the first harvest (laughs) but all he said was how many seconds? two seconds I was even offended in the prayer I felt like I should call him back. You know when you feel like calling your father back, okay? Ah. <laughs> ah. Check that envelope, check it. <laughs> That's how I felt, but nothing was happening by because God wanted me to know that the principle had nothing to do to do with the servant, it had to do with obeying spiritual protocol. That even though the servant has said, bless me, I am blessed. And because I have obeyed an ordinance of heaven, my life will never remain the same. I've seen people that are offended when they give to a church. Don't do that. Don't spoil your harvest. Final principle of sacrifice. I'll read for us today. How many of us are blessed so far? Hallelujah. Sacrifice of praise. (laughs) Who have ever thought that praise is a sacrifice? The sacrifice of praise. Hebrews 13 verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God. How? Continually. That that is the fruit of our lips giving thanks unto him. So, when we say that today is a thanksgiving service, what those men were doing in front is called what? Sacrifice of praise. When is praise a sacrifice? Should I tell you? If I give Pastor this envelope, he tells me, Thank you. That's not a sacrifice. That's honoring me for giving him. But when I have not given him anything and he now tells me thank you I am now owing him for a thank you I don't know what he thanked me for is is it making sense so praise is now a sacrifice when you are praising God in advance for what he has not yet done as if he has done it God on a debtor list and God owes no man anything <laughs> he will not owe you anything so you are thanking him for what he has not given you God is like what is wrong with this one you are putting me under pressure you can put heaven under pressure Jesus said I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of Israel and she said he said, "I will only give the bread to the sheep, to, to, to the house of Israel." She said, "Even the breads that fall from the crumb, the table, the crumbs that fall from the table, that the dogs do eat it." Then the Bible says she worshipped him, saying, "Lord, help me." Ah. He said, "I cannot break my protocol for you." Then she thanked him for it. When Jesus stood in front of Lazarus' grave, he didn't speak in tongues. He gave the sacrifice of praise. He said, Father, I thank you because you always hear me. Lazarus had to come out. When they gave him five loaves and two fishes, it was insufficient. He didn't complain. The Bible says he broke it and gave thanks. Standing in your presence. And I let it rain. Your rain. Let it flow from me. So there are things that you will thank God for. Let me show you one scripture that will bless you. Bless you. Should I read the scriptures? Let me just read it. I have three more minutes. Praise God. First scripture. Psalm 126 verse 5. He said, He that sows in tears shall reap in joy. So the only way you reap is in joy. Now, when you come and you give your seed in tears, God said, don't ever come and receive with me except you have joy. Praise, dance, celebrate. We know the principles of sowing. We don't know the principles of harvest. The principle of harvest is always joy. I will show you. I will show you. So that you will not think that this pastor is just quoting revelations. Psalm 16 verse 11. Let me show you the path of life. In my presence, there is what? Fullness of joy. He said, let me show you the secret code of life. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 19. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 to 19. listen, he said though the fig tree may not blossom, think about this nor fruits be on the vines, I mean a dry season though the labor of the olives may fail and the fields yield no fruit, though the flock may be cut off from the field and there is no herd in the stall look at it. yet I will rejoice in the Lord and I will joy in the God of what my salvation let's continue the Lord God is my strength and he will now do what? make my feet like the deer's feet and he will make me to walk upon the high heels I will now be exalted I will now be elevated I have never seen a man that truly is a praise person, when I'm saying I'm not talking about praise leader you can be a praise leader and a mourner at home true, I've seen people that worship here and they are depressed at home God does not stay in a depressed environment does it? doesn't matter whether you have a very good reason for being depressed. That's why people in Somalia die. As loving as he is, he can't help them because the only way you harvest is with joy. With joy, how do you draw from the wells of salvation? Not with pain. With joy. With joy. The sacrifice of praise. When it is painful but yet you are still praising him. Can you lose a loved one and you stand in front of that grave? Tears in your eyes? You are marvelous, You are marvelous, you are marvelous, my marvelous my marvelous my you are glorious stop dancing moving you think that everything was all right it's not everything that is all right but the dance makes everything all right this is one of the reasons why a lot of believers don't receive their harvest listen I always used to tell my church when you're coming to church come with your joy don't wait for anybody to excite you that's how you receive because the anointing. Do you, have you not noticed women, when you are cooking, is it not that you boil water first? You boil the water, then you put the rice. It's not better than to put the rice in cold water, then put it on fire. No. Women will prefer to put the hot water first. While it is boiling, the cooking is better. The cooking is easier. The bacteria die better. Is that, not, is that not true? Yeah. It's the same thing with God. God loves to drop his blessings on boiling water. You came to church, you're already boiling, you're gyrating. Exactly. What's wrong with you? Ah, uh, what's wrong with me? Everything is right with me. I'll give you 60 seconds to just celebrate in joy. You are marvelous, you are my you are marvelous, marvelous. You come back and just lead us today's Thanksgiving service. Two more scriptures is that okay? <laughs> Psalm 67, verse 3, verse 5. Psalm 67, verse 5. Just two more scriptures, then we'll praise God in advance. Write down the thing you are praising God for, make sure it's not something He has done. Look at Ken Hagin, taught me a scripture, he said. believing that you have received then you shall have so how do you believe how do i know you've believed you've received by your joy if i give you a gift what do you do you celebrate it's the same thing so when you are celebrating for something you have not gotten it means you have believed that you have received it then the bible says then you shall have it's the same word with 67 verse 5 let's look at it psalm 67 verse 5 anybody with a loud voice Read, yeah. read it read it out for us Psalm 67 verse 5 before it goes on the screen Psalm 67 verse 5 anyone with a loud voice yeah. okay read Psalm 67. yeah let the people praise, let the people praise thee yeah and all the praise yeah so the yielding is dependent on the praise he said let the people praise you then shall the earth yield yielding is dependent on praise it's not the other way around it is not when it yields you praise it is before it yields you praise (sighs) let's look at Joel. last scripture last scripture Joel chapter 1, verse 11 and 12. Please listen to this scripture very well. Joel chapter 1, 11 and 12. We then will praise God. He said, Be ye ashamed, O ye husband, man. How, O ye vine dressers, for the wheat and the barley, because the harvest in, of the field has what? Perished. Can you all see it? Verse 12. The vine is dried up in a dry season. And the fig tree languishes. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are withered away. Why? Because joy is withered away from the sons of men.